Shalom, Ubracha Rav, the Masechasodet Daf Lamed. Hey, today's Daf discusses the giants in Canaan, the defense that Kalev gave for Moshe Rabbeinu by the Miraglim, some of the, the, the punishment of the post-Miraglim era. Uh, we discussed the return of the Aaron and the punishment that Uzzah got and the uh, piles of stones in history that were mounted and that had the Torah written on them. We continue dashing some psukim. It says, That Hebron was built seven years before the capital of Mitzrayim, Soyon. So what does it, what does it mean, Nivnesah, that it was built? It doesn't make sense that it was built, that these giants built um, Hebron before they built up Torah, because Mitzrayim came first. I was like, it would be like building a house for the younger son before the older son. And Cush, the older son of Ham, Canaan was the youngest, Mitzrayim was the second. Everyone wasn't actually built before. And it just means that it was better. It was seven times better than Zion. And the truth is that Haron is just a lot of rocks. It's the rockiest of all of our Israel. That's why we have all the burials there. Marsa Machpelah, etc., the best of Mitzrayim, which itself is the best of all lands, Kagan Hashem, Ke'eretz Mitzrayim, is Tzoyon. The Pesach says, call you, but Tzoyon, Sorov, all the, the noblemen stayed in Tzoyon. That was a fancy place. And Hebron was a seven times better, the worst of Eretz Yisrael, the, the least good, the rockiest of Eretz Yisrael, was seven times better than Tzoyon, the best of Mitzrayim, the best of all lands. And the Gemara says, Was Hebron really so rocky? The Pasuk says, That Avsholom left, it, he was actually going to start up a rebellion against his father. And Abavio, or Rabbi Avchana, says that Avsholom was saying that he was going to go to Hebron with his lambs, with his, with his sheep. The Brisa says that there were there was lambs in Hebron. If it's all rocks, what are the animals eating? The Gemara says Hagufa. It has a very shallow, uh, soft land that is not good for growing anything besides for just grass, which would actually make it great grazing land for sheep. Pasuk says Yeshuvi mitora oretz byelchu vayavoyu. says for all Back by the Miraglim, the same way they returned from touring Eretz Yisrael, that's actually how they went in with that negative Eitzah raw mindset. That was their plan originally. Then by the Miraglim it says, and it says, and Rabbi Yechonin explains from the mayor that they did sprinkle in a certain amount of MS because. Any Lushan Hara that doesn't have a little bit of MS won't survive at all. People aren't going to listen to it if it's not really, at least based on truth. And it says, Vayahas Kolevesom Al Moisha, that he silenced Klal Yisrael against Moisha. And Rabbi explains that he seduced them to words. He started saying, He noticed that Yeshua tried talking them down, but they. Ignored him, and so Kalev said, "What if I just start talking? They'll ignore me too. They'll, they'll, they'll hand me my head." So he started 
by phrasing his opening statements as if he was on their side. And he said, do you think that this is all that Moshe Rabbeinu did? And they're like, ooh. Well, actually, he, he referred to him as Ben Amram. Sort of like a last name, uh, uh, not such an honorable way of referring to somebody. They thought that he was going to disparage Moshe some more, so they all quieted down. And he continued. He said, you know what else Moshe did for us? He took us out of Mitzrayim. He split the yam, so he got us the mun. But Klai Yisrael weren't up for listening. Nothing was going to work for them. The Pasuk says, And Rabbi Hanina by Papa explains that the Miraglim were saying something tremendous. They're saying, It's not Mimenu, it's, it's Mimenu from Hashem. That Even the Baal Bayis is not able to take his stuff out of there. That even the Rabbanu Shalom Chas V'Sholom is outmanned. Pasuk says, that the Eretz Yisrael, it eats up its inhabitants. And Rav Darsin says, who told them, you guys are looking at a favor that I was doing for you in such a negative way. Wherever you guys went on tour, you were always in danger. I made sure that the nobleman of that city, wherever you were up to, would die. And everyone would participate in their Leviah. They'll all be busy and they wouldn't notice you. Some say that Eoiv, this is when he when he lived, but some say that he lived over then and he had died and everyone was involved in his husband. And you guys translated and perceived what you were what you saw as a land where everyone's dying. Next to Maragam said, that we were in their eyes like grasshoppers. And Rab Misharshi says that the Maragam are lying. Because maybe they could have felt like grasshoppers. But how could they have known what the giants thought of them? But the Gemara answers the truth is that it could be that they could have known because while they were having their Sudas Avelos under a cedar tree, they were sitting under a cedar tree and they saw the, the Yidin, the Miraglim there. So they climbed up the tree and the Miraglim were able to hear them say, we saw these tiny people that looked like grasshoppers. And Rabbi explains that that day was the era of Tishabov, or maybe Tishabov, and Akadish Baruch Hu says, You guys are crying for no reason. I'm going to give you a reason to cry for all generations. And the Pasuk says, And explains this Pukim that they actually took stones and they were throwing it up. To Shemayim, maybe they were throwing the stones to the base of Mikdash, the future base of Mikdash that they they were settling for having just a Mishkan. Different Pshatim in that. That those who spoke the Lashon Hara died in a, a terrible plague. Hashem ben Lakish explains that they died a strange death. Rabbi Chanina Papa says that if Sheila Darshand, if Sheila Ishkvar Tamarta, that their tongues became elongated and went down to their stomach and there were worms going from their stomach to their uh, tongue and back. Ibn Ahmad Yitzchak says that they died from Askara. Also a terrible, terrible death. Which comes from Lashon Hara. Now back at the story of Yeshua crossing the Yardin with Kali Yisrael, once the last of the Jews crossed the Yardin, the waters returned back 
into their regular flowing regiment. The Pasuk says, It turns out that when the orders came down, the Kahanim and the Aran were on one side and all of Klai Yisrael were on the other side. What happened? The Aran picked up all the Kahanim and carried them across the Yardin based on the Pasuk of Ayihi Kasher Tam Kolom Lavar Vayavar Oren Hashem Vyakaranim Lefneam. This is actually why Uzzah was punished. A little later in history, the Pasuk says, Vayavoyu Ad Goyen Kidoin Vishach Uzzah Yodi Lechos as Oren. When David was getting back the Oren from the Plishtim, it was on a wagon, it started slipping. Uzzah went to go carry it. Immediately Hashem killed him. Kaddish Baruch who told him, Uzzah, this Aaron carries those who, who carry it. You think it can't carry itself? When Hashem uh, killed him, it says, Hashem shom al hasal. What's Hashal that Hashem was killing him? And the Eliezer each give it their own explanation. One is that it was al iskei the mistake that he made, or that he didn't Leave the presence of the Aaron when using the bathroom. Pasuk says, im Kim." And Rabbi Yechonon explains that Uza, while he did get killed in this world, he did go to Elam because the pasuk says, "Im Kim," just like the Aaron is eternal. So Uza enjoyed an eternal life. David and Abelazar explains that David was angry that Uzzah died. But here the Vayichar is a lotion of Charora that his face blackened. Now it's not that it always, the Charora doesn't always, Vayichar doesn't always mean blackening. When it doesn't say Vayichar Af, it could mean that. Otherwise, Vayichar Af means anger. Next, Rava Darshans. Why did David get punished? His great day, the ceremony of having the urn the returned. Why did his day get ruined? The Gemara t- answers that he got punished for calling Torah Zmiris, right? Where he writes and tells him, Zmiris, how you leave Hukacha, the base Megurai. Hakadosh Baruch Hu said, You're talking about Divrei Torah, where if someone gets distracted for a second, he'll dissolve. And calling it a Zmiris? And this is the third time in history Hashem tells him, I'm going to make you be nichshal and something that even children know. And uh, then, then David put the Aaron on a wagon instead of it having to be carried at all times. That was the one time that he made a mistake in a simple halacha. The other is with Arias, with Batsheva, and when it comes to counting Jews, the third time in history. Pesach says, Vayach ba'anshei beis shemesh ki Aaron. What does it mean that the people of Beit Shemesh saw and they were struck. And Abelazeg each gave their own answer. One says that they were bowing to the arm, but they st- continued their harvesting. And when, you, when you're greeting Hashem, it has to be 100% dedicated without distractions. The other Jadam, why they got struck down was because of what they were saying, what they were thinking. Now the arm was away for so long and they said, what angered you that made you want to come back to us? Why did you leave? 
what was your appeasement? It's a funny way of describing how many people died. And it's Taka Machlekes of Abor and Rabbi Lazar argue. One says that it was 70 people, but each one was as if they were 50,000. The other one says that it was actually 50,000 who died. And everyone was like 70 members of the Sanhedrin. And it says, All these carbonists that they were bringing when the Aaron returned, or if Papa explains, first option, if Papa Barishmol says that every step they took, they were makravashor, umario, and every six steps, they brought seven cows and seven elim. But Rav Chista says, <laughs> they would bring a on every step, then the whole Eretz would be full of bumleis. So he says a little less that every six steps they got a shara, they makav a shara Mario, and every six sudorim of six steps, meaning every thirty-six steps, then they brought the seven parim and the seven elim. The pasuk says kidoin and nochoin, and Yochanan explains that this orin started off as a spear, killing people, and at the end it was nochoin. It was beautiful, proper. Now it turns out historically, says the Gemara in the next step, that there were three sets of piles of stone. First was the one that Moshe Rabbeinu set up in Eretz Moyov. The Pesach says, Be'ever hayarid in Eretz Moyov. Hayil Moshe Be'er. And then it says, Uchsav tamaleim es kol divrei ha-tayra ha-zois. Ba'ansi be'er heitiv. Moshe Rabbeinu wrote the Torah on those stones. The second set of stones is what Yeshua set up in the Yardin. Uh, and the third is in Gilgal. I'll pick up from here tomorrow. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.